Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Thank you very much, Hugh. Now, a new government plan has earmarked €750,000 for a campaign to attract home Irish construction workers that are currently working abroad. But is a marketing campaign going to be enough? Well, we're joined now in studio by Hubert Fitzpatrick, Chief Executive of the Construction Industry Federation, and on the line by Deirdre Coleman of Colab Design Studio, who is also a presenter on the RT show Home Rescue. You're both very welcome to the programme this evening. Um, Hubert, I might start with yourself first, because the CAIF has published its economic outlook for the first quarter of this year and one of the points that you've actually highlighted which I I think is probably no surprise to anybody is the lack of skilled labour so do you think this campaign might work? Good evening Sarah yes uh, the government published its its proposal on this back some some months ago we worked actively worked with government to ensure that uh, the key issues were were addressed within that report and we welcome the announcement today that 750,000 euros has been made available for it among the initiatives proposed by government include a peer-to-peer campaign that is that young people can hear from young adults in the construction industry as to how they've developed their careers in construction and how that works very effectively a geographical campaign where you can look at um, attracting Irish people back who are engaged in construction industry abroad back into Ireland uh, how we can work with construction branded outreach events such as the World Skills event or the outreach programme that takes place higher options programme that takes place in the RDS annually Uh, a documentary showcasing showcasing careers in construction how the varied careers that are there how interesting they are and the changed environment within which construction operates uh, an apprenticeship campaign aimed, aimed at young boys and girls that we need to attract, attract both boys and girls to, to, to apprenticeships. We, we do need more people to, to join there. Uh, do a bit of market research on construction workers abroad as to what requires them or what will interest them to, mm. come, to come back to work here. And to do a documentary on modern methods of construction uh, and the training videos as to how that operates. Okay. So so a lot of our members are, are experiencing difficulties in experiencing skilled people. Yeah. Uh, any initiatives like this are very worthwhile. Yeah. Within the CIF, we have worked actively for the past couple of years in working with second level schools to how we can encourage young people to, to join the construction industry and indeed, I suppose, influencing their parents uh, as to how they can influence their kids mm. to, to join a very varied construction industry. Um, Labour Senator Marie Sherlock Hubert has said that this is a 750,000 advertising campaign is the case of politics by press and it would be more meaningful to increase pay for apprentices. Is, is that not a, a quicker way to go about things? Not at all. We, we, we need to actually highlight the diverse range of construction careers that can be developed developed within, within the sector. We have very, very ma- many interesting opportunities, whether that be as a project manager, an engineer, a surveyor, be it a carpenter, a plumber or an electrician. And many people can develop very fine careers uh, starting at the very bottom within the construction industry mm. and a very sustainable career. Uh, we also Do you think people know that though? Are people not very aware that there's a shortage in skilled labour, you know, that this is a potential opportunity and that maybe it's actually the fact that you get very little pay as an apprentice, that that might be a turn off? Apprentice is, is a training opportunity for a young person. Okay. And they, they can develop into very, they do develop into very fine careers with very okay. fine, very, terrific rates. Okay, of I want to bring Deirdre in because you were working abroad yourself, Deirdre, for 22 years before coming home. Um, do you think this will be an easy sell? 
Yeah, that's right. I was. And what brought me home was actually family. And it was I had two children and then suddenly was very conscious of the cultural things that set Ireland apart. In fact, I came back in a recession. So on one hand, that was lucky because I was able to afford to buy a house. And I think that brings us to maybe what might be the crux of the issue here mm. for people returning. It's the cost of living. So I, I read in, in the article that 50,000 workers are required in the next decade. And some of those obviously will be will be homegrown and hopefully all of the CIF and other other initiatives to bring particularly women, I think, into the industry when they understand that it's no longer being out in muddy boots and hard hats, that there are such a wide, diverse ways of getting into construction. But the other, to bring people back home, where are they going to live? And I guess that's the catch-22. We can't build the houses without the construction workers. And we can't get the construction workers back because mm. where they are living now, generally speaking, they have affordable housing. And that's what I see as the issue. So if you look at back at what was done with the consultants, with the HSE, some fairly recently, they put out an advertising campaign and they put very expensive ads in the British Medical Journal to get that going. And then at the same time, fairly shortly afterwards, had a pay free, had a hiring freeze. So what we have to make sure is if we spend three quarters of a million on an advertising campaign, then that there are something changes back at home to allow these people to yeah. take the positions. OK, well, last, let me ask you, Bert, about that. Where, where will they live? Yeah, we have to start somewhere. I mean, construction activity last, was in about 33,000 houses built last year. We expect an increased number of houses to be built again in 2024. The government have been very active and introduced a range of affordability measures over the last 12 months. We've got the help to buy scheme. We've got the first home scheme and we've a rebate and developer contributions. Yeah. But and there's these a huge are, uh, shortage in housing. So in terms of where they'll live and the cost of living, I mean, if you're trying to get people to come from abroad particularly, um, I mean, is there an argument for subsidised housing for construction workers? Mm. You know, really, really dramatic measures. Yeah. Well, I think, you think yeah, so. I'm, sorry, I Deirdre, you, you come in on that. Yeah, yeah I, I, well, I mean, if you look at even Ryanair are now providing housing for their, for their ground crew. And I think everyone would agree that housing is an emergency and it's at the heart of... of it could be at the heart of stagnating our, in, our our whole industries because we can't we may not even be able to get large multinationals to come to this country if we can't house their staff mm. so if housing truly is an emergency then i'm not seeing an advertising campaign as being the answer to it and i do take the point that there are lots of different approaches being taken but really an advertising campaign then needs to be supported with a pull with a pullback, what can I? What can we do to make it affordable for these people to leave their very good setups? And that's really what pulled me back was the recession, ironically, yeah. because I could afford a home. We have a text here, uh, Hubert, and I want to hear what you have to say about what Deirdre has said there. But we have a text here uh, from someone who says, bring construction workers home. Where are they going to live or be housed? Wake up. I wouldn't come back here, says that person. Uh, you know, so That's harsh. I would I would definitely say people should come back. It's a great country in okay. so many ways. Well, let's see what Hubert has to yeah. say. Go on. Yeah, w- without construction workers, we will not be building at the rate that, that, that No, that I understand like. that point. No, so, I understand that point. The so, point is where the construction workers live in the first place but, is the question. It, so should we look at subsidised housing? If, if, if we bring back Irish-based construction workers, they generally have some family contact, they have some relationships back, back here at home that could assist them in some respects. Each each employer will look at it cases on its merits. Yeah. And where they you know, can you're support living in a lovely, lovely apartment in Sydney and you get to go to Bondi Beach at the weekend <laughs> and, you know, the sun is always shining and you're getting good pay for your money. I'm serious, I'm serious. And your yeah. option is to come home here and bunk in your old, you know, whatever bed, bunk bed or whatever, or maybe not even, a share a room with your brother. 
you know, and have the rain. Why would you do that? I think you have to look at the long term here. There's a quality of life here that people really, really appreciate. We've an awful lot to offer. Ireland is a very attractive place for people to come from all jurisdictions and they actually praise Ireland as a, as a country in mm. terms of the quality of life it has, has to offer. Yeah. Uh, uh, Deirdre, what do you think of that as someone who's come home? Do you think that the, that quality of life argument holds sway? It does to a point, but nobody is going to come back and put their family in financial strain in order for to get a quality of life. They all know already, anyone who is Irish living abroad already knows what they're missing. They're missing the crack, they're missing the culture, they're missing the education system. So what will pull them back is not a reminder of what they're missing. It's a practical incentive to make it affordable for them to move them and their family. And if housing is an emergency, well, then maybe that might be what's required. Mm, I have a note here from uh, someone to say that if you lived outside Ireland or the EU for more than four years, you have to be resident again in Ireland for four years before qualifying for the Help to Buy scheme. So that wouldn't be helpful what? to some people yeah. who, who will be coming back. We also hear what I just wanted to ask you. We got a text from someone earlier um, saying that construction workers who brought their tools with them when they left will be taxed on their tools when they come back into the country. Well, that's the first I heard of that. Is it? But I have, I have to say, if, if, if we want to attract people to come back into the country and any measures that are required to make it easier should be implemented by government. So mm-hmm. if that means recognising qualifications that they gained abroad, mm. uh, bringing equipment back with them, that's, that should be fully supported by government. And how do, we, how do we address that challenge and make it as easy as possible to come back here and to, to actually address the challenge that faces us? OK, we have another text here from someone saying, my son's in his fourth year apprenticeship plumbing, waiting over five months for his driving test much needed for tools etc I'm sure his test is last Tuesday cancelled without reason the night before then rearranged so he came home sorry I shouldn't <laughs> laugh but this is terrible because of a driving test he came home saying this place is a kip I'm off to Australia lots of cheap talks is this person blue collar is not respected so I suppose the problems extend well beyond housing according to that text and, and, and we mm. fully respect blue collar mm. you've talked about that I mean a career a, career, a, a trade is a very, very good career for anyone to develop in, in, in the Irish construction industry. We are a growing population. Mm. We have a growing need for infrastructure, a growing need for housing. And there is a very, very good career available to people who want to look at construction, whether that be a project manager, an engineer, a carpenter, yeah. uh, an architect, crane driver, plaster, whatever the case may be. And there are tremendous opportunities to be looked at in this area. OK, you haven't given me any yes or no in the subsidised housing, though. <laughs> no, I think each case is actually looked at. Each employer will look at what's required, where employers can support people. They will, they will do Should so. Should government do it, though? That's a challenge. I mean, the, the big mm. challenge at the moment is to address the housing needs, the housing mm. needs that are out there. And it is only by bringing back more construction workers and getting more people involved in the industry that we can deal with the long term solution to address the problem. So if we don't get those workers, Hubert, what happens then in terms of our housing targets? The, the current targets have been exceeded by the industry. Now, I accept those targets have to be increased. There's a new Significantly national, there's, increased. There's, there's a new national planning framework to be developed. Our population is growing at a far faster pace than was anticipated back, back a number of years ago. So we just need to, to have people engaged in the industry who can deliver in excess of the current targets that are required. And the figures are going in the right direction. Let's keep it that. Let's keep confidence in the Well, how many here. people do you need working in the construction industry to deliver on the targets that we need? To say, for example, deliver the, the 40,000, 50,000 homes a year that we're told we need? Well, go- government figures are that over the next number of years, we'll need an additional 50,000 people engaged in, cons- in construction. Over, uh, over, over what time frame? That's, that's, that's over the next seven to eight years. Okay. So, we, so we need an increased number of people. We need to do whatever we can to encourage school leavers 
enter the construction industry, be that a trade in a, in a profession, how can we attract people from abroad to come, to come back here to, to build the housing and the infrastructure we need? And I suppose we, we're like many other sectors at the moment. We do need to address this skill, skills challenge and okay. we are not unique in that, in that front. Deirdre, your thoughts finally then, is there, what else can be done? Subsidised housing is one thing that you come, you've come up with there. Is there anything yeah. else do you think? I think I think it's very much a question of people feeling that they're supported when they come pa- come home and whether that's the construction industry federation being funded or supported to supply sort of welcome home whether it's upskilling whether it's supporting in getting accreditation or what it is but that actively encouraging people so that they don't just send off an email and get a response but that they're actively pulled in as soon as they engage that they're tracked and monitored and encouraged and support it. Okay, another person's talking about tax and I, I'm surprised it hasn't come in before now on the, on the text line. One person saying, <laughs> why bother going home to work in construction when you're taxed to no end in Ireland? Even overtime and bonuses aren't worth it in Ireland because you're taxed even more for doing extra. It's better pay and less tax abroad. That's another problem here, but it's back to money, isn't it? There's, there, there are a lot of positives to coming back and living in Ireland. We've a great country, and and we should support. Yeah, but you're that. a young person looking for a career, and you have the option of living abroad, finding somewhere to live. First of all, with very little problem, or uh, comparatively no problem than in Ireland, and the pay is better, the tax is less. We have a challenge in this country. A lot of young people come out of college; they've just gained their qualification, they've gained their mm. trade, and they, they, they make a life experience choice that they want to go away for a year or two and look at and look at doing alternative things abroad. Yeah, and lots but of wait, us do that, right? Lots of us do that. But then when you go away and you start earning the money and you get your place to live and you look at coming home and you look at what it's going to cost you and then you look at having nowhere to live. You know, I just wonder, are, are the fundamentals being addressed at all here? This is an advertising campaign. Is it addressing any of the fundamental problems that actually exist to getting people to come home? We need the construction workers to build the houses and that's going to be the solution. We need the construction workers to come in provide all the services let's get them back that's going to solve our problem Deirdre it's a catch 22 isn't yeah. it because I absolutely Carp for the horse agree the horse for the cart ab- it's hard absolutely <laughs> and I'm glad I'm not in charge because it's not an easy one to fix okay. but what I do know is that there are a lot of pluses to living in this country but I think at the end of the day if it's not financially viable and if there aren't support services to pull people in they're going to stay where they're comfortable and I just I don't know what the answer is but I, I do think if this is an emergency there needs to be more focus on it. Okay. We'll leave it there. Thank you both very much for joining us. That's Hubert Fitzpatrick and Deirdre Coleman. 